Welcome to the Welcome to the Implication Podcast, where we seek to understand what can be drawn from something, although it may not be explicitly stated. Hello and welcome to the Implication. My name's Adam. And I'm Eric. We're so happy that you've joined us. What are we talking about this week, Eric? This week we're discussing the recent hacks and leaks that have happened in American politics, specifically the DNC hack that was apparently reportedly done by the Russians and the WikiLeaks hacks and leaks. So, Adam, what do you think about all these hacks and leaks? I think they're making a mess. So I think I think they're in, the leaks are interesting basically in that at least at this point they're completely one-sided or they're completely have been targeted at, on the democratic side with that just the overwhelming speculation and near certainty that that WikiLeaks was able to obtain this from a state actor which in this case is believed to be Russia. So it really brings about the it, it brings about the argument again of is it is it good for the public to for this information to be hacked and leaked and for the public to be made aware of these shady things that are going on in politics or is it is it more damaging that this appears to be driven by an outside influence who is trying to make uh, potentially an, an impact on our election um, and help sway results one way versus the other uh, for ultimately their own benefit. Yeah. So, I mean, the DNC leak revealed that Debbie Wass- Wasserman Schultz and the higher-ups at the DNC were basically working against Bernie Sanders in the primary election against Hillary Clinton. Now, this is something Bernie had claimed already, and everyone knew it already, I think. I mean, everyone knew the DNC was working against Sanders. They wanted Hillary. That was obvious. I mean, so so one question is, okay, well, first of all, the political parties are private entities, right? They're not the government. They're private parties acting privately and they can do whatever the heck they want. They don't even have to have a primary. They don't have to have an election. <laughs> they can just right. pick and that I mean that also that also came up just in the fact of, of how you had different states different states were doing their primaries differently. Um and then you know, they basically set their own rules on how they're going to do the primary, whether it's um, whatever it may be. And I remember when Trump was being, when it w- was coming up and it w- everything was so controversial, there was statements even made of basically almost like a parent to a child. Like, we don't even need to do this for you. Just be happy you're allowed to participate in the process. Right. I mean, when, when, when Julian Assange was on Bill Maurer's show the other week last week he made it pretty clear he does not like hillary clinton so this he leaked this 
was he put, what so what did WikiLeaks actually leak? WikiLeaks um my assumption is they leaked the DNC emails. Yes, they did. So which they obtained from which it's the Russians. believe they ob- obtained from the Russians is the what's the implication is. So in other words the Russians actually did the hack and then WikiLeaks obtained those emails. Right. And, and Julian Assad, you know, in the interview, I think, was stating, you know, they keep their sources confidential. Um, but that being said, it's it it's been relatively clear where it's coming from. Um, but then beyond that, that they take almost a will take the information. My view is they'll take the hacked information where they can get it if they feel like it can drive their cause. Right. And that's the issue here, right? Because what is WikiLeaks cause? That's a great question. Because <laughs> do so do they leak anything that they could obtain, or do they leak specific things in order to push whatever cause they're looking to push? In this case, anti-Hillary stuff. Right, because <clears throat> I would definitely say the Hillary emails, the the DNC emails that when they came out. I look through the ones that were getting scrutinized and my thought was, yes, that's shitty, but expected. And on that level, you know, it was just expected. That's what I assume if you hacked Republicans' emails or you heard their conversations, you would hear the same, if not worse, strategizing how to, you know, go against Trump and make hit him, you know, knock his numbers down. So, um, so I just wasn't surprised. I think it just validated for some people who truly were really behind Bernie. It reaffirmed their hatred and distrust and distrust of Hillary and the the party. But <laughs> they should have never trusted. <laughs> Why are you putting trust in? A political party in the first place would be one question. Right. Like why? If this is if this isn't exactly what you expect to be happening, you're kind of naive. Like you should be expecting these people who are running for the most powerful office in the world. You think they don't have a bunch of agendas and they're not working behind the scenes to try to obtain that for their candidate. Right. Let's not be you know, and the, the <laughs> And the reason the DNC is such a issue is because the DNC is supposed to be a a third party, if you will, or a a non influencer in any decision around their candidates. They're just supposed to be a supporter of the Democratic ticket, right? Whoever that may be. So, <clears throat> you know, it's definitely understood the, the anger and the outrage, but um, it brings us back to the point of, so what was better? Under, being able to see visibly, yes, the shady stuff's going on and holding people accountable for, for what they've done because... There is a a point when, that Julian Assange will make saying, look at all the resignations that have happened within the DNC in the past couple weeks. These people who um, have clearly been caught doing shady things, now they're out and other people are having to step in who you would assume or hope are, you know, held to a higher standard or, you know, will maybe not be as shady in in the role so so is it good in that it has 
driven change in that aspect or is it bad in that it's still ultimately driving whatever agenda is behind the hacking group so in this case wikileaks and whoever supplied the information because ultimately yeah i I think you said you know who are they getting their information from and what do they decide to leak um and they'll say supposedly there are kind of some guidelines around what they will leak and won't uh, I think they were criticized for leaking. <clears throat> well, they were criticized for releasing a lot of banking information for citizens. But then they came back with, well, we just released the last four digits of their, you know, blank code, which would be like your receipt mm. at the supermarket. Um, so supposedly they're being data stewards, if you will, in that respect. But, you know, there is definitely always that criticism of, when they can leak things that could put lives at risk or or really leak um, personal information. Yeah, I think, I just think, uh, you know, Julian Assange would argue, you know, he's he's upholding, you know, the principle of transparency, right? And so what is transparency? Does he mean for the government or for the, does he mean for like everyone, for every private citizen? Obviously, he doesn't mean for every private citizen. Does he mean for private companies? Well, no. Well, yeah, he does, apparently. I mean, he's leaking because the DNC is a private organization. Right, but who did the Sony hack? you remember the Sony hack? That was blamed on North Koreans as a movie publicity stunt for that James Franco movie. That's right. That's right. (laughs) I never bought into that. And everyone was reporting, the North Koreans hacked Sony. When it was some (laughs) disgruntled Sony idiot. But when that happened, it's kind of the same thing of, um, you had all these emails come out with all these top Sony executives saying certain things about certain actors and actresses and, you know, so-and-so is so shitty to work with or so-and-so is not worth the salary that we pay them. Um, I mean, the so th- that definitely is the personal side, but I mean, the thing is all these leaks, they always affirm what we already know for the most part. It's just information that affirms what you should know. We should know. We already knew the movie business was sexist and that women weren't getting paid equally. We knew that. (laughs) (laughs) Yet, like, and then all these emails come out and, like, people are surprised. People are surprised that Jennifer Lawrence is fighting for her paycheck. Literally. Literally literally. fighting for life against... It's just bizarre what what people almost pretend to, like, act like they had no idea all this stuff was going on. Like you didn't know right. politics is corrupt. <laughs> right. And I mean, it's so, it's just telling, just watch any Sunday morning news show. And every time they ask a candidate, whoever it may be, whatever side they may sit on, when they ask them a direct question and the candidate just talks in a circle or when the candidate will not answer the question, it's just a blatant, Yes, you're right. Something shitty is going on with whatever you're asking me about, and I'm not going to answer it. And you don't need to read emails about whatever it is that's going on. You can tell something's going on. Uh, I think I think that 
we do need a level of transparency in the government. And I think it needs to be more than what we have currently. Um, not that that would necessarily help anything because the average citizen isn't going to take time to learn what's going on anyway. I mean, most people don't take the time to learn what's happening with what they feed us now. The information we we get now from the government or from news outlets and whatnot. So if we had even more information, it probably wouldn't help anything. But... Well, and the... I, we need more transparency in regards to, say, justifications for drone warfare and whatnot. Stuff like that. You know, something that took Obama... You know, years and years to even recognize was an existing tactic, right? Like, he would not recognize that as something that was happening until recently. Right? right? That's the level of right. of non-transparency that's troubling. Because when a president, and we, you know, our president could be Trump. And if drone warfare... If the laws surrounding that aren't defi- defined and carefully debated amongst the public, a public that is knowledgeable and understands the effects and repercussions of drone warfare, if we don't have that conversation, how are we going to define the laws that the president has to follow? Follow an office that anyone could apparently hold, including Donald Trump. And if Donald Trump has all this power to wage war without any sort of guideline, that's the level of transparency that becomes troubling. Because you need, I mean, non-transparency. Right? We need transparency to, to, to let the public understand what's happening. Because if the public doesn't know, no one's, the lawmakers aren't going to care because they're not going to be getting calls at their office or whatever. Right. They're not going to be and getting greased to to pass some laws about it. So it kind of brings about two questions in my mind. So one, just the same question again. We went through this with Edward Snowden a few years ago when he leaked what he leaked. And on one side, he was held up as this amazing hero. And then on the other side this tremendous traitor who gave away all these secrets. But with that, there was there was some definite change. People began talking about it, having the conversation, very similar to what you and I are having right now. So it's kind of weighing the good and the bad in, in that. Um, and then the other piece is, yes, yeah, so would the hacks even be an issue if there was more transparency about what the politicians were saying when they're having their day-to-day conversations or they're um, sending communications back and forth. You know, if you had a weekly digest of the, if they just quickly unclassified conversations that they were having, so we were in the loop, so to speak, would it even be a big deal? Or could you just get issues out in front of the public earlier and say, you know, we're working on doing this. But but to that point, that's why people get into politics is for the power aspect and the knowledge and lack of transparency is what gives them power. 
and they can drive that change without having anybody's input. So I may have just answered my own question as it's in the gov- it's in their interest for their to hold on to their power to keep it untransparent. Well, that's true, but it also comes at the at the sacrifice of having a well-functioning intelligent democracy. <laughs> right. And and so it becomes for the politicians what's more beneficial though to them truly upholding democratic principles or the principles of democracy or or is it um maintaining the structure that's in place and um ultimately it just come to me it comes to power i feel like people don't get in certain levels of politics unless they really want power and the power that those positions bring. And I feel like this is at the core of um, why they have the power um, and what that power allows them to do. And the, But yeah, so that's why we need things like WikiLeaks. That's why we need people like that, even though you might not like Julian Assange and, and his pompous air. But... And that stupid, he, uh, that horrible graphic when he's talking. Oh yeah, that, that stupid thing. graphic. <laughs> the dr- yeah, just we get it. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, so we need we need people to be out there looking for this stuff, you know, to just to keep the people in power in check even though it doesn't, but at least we can try. We can try to do something like that to keep, try to keep their power in check. And I, I would also argue though, if you, you created more transparency or if WikiLeaks just came out and said, look, we're in your systems, no matter what you do, we're seeing what you're doing. And if we think something is wrong, we're going to let the public know. I think all that either of those channels do ultimately is will force it um, is force a lot of people to find an, a different way to communicate that you can't hack. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I just this this whole thing it it's it's not gonna change how people operate. It's get, you know it's not gonna enforce some sort of moral code onto the American government and it and its politicians, right? right? You know, like you said, they're They'll they'll communicate with Snapchat or something like that. Like well, they'll true. they'll do anything. And it doesn't matter. They'll just figure out another way to communicate. Yeah, and then you have like instant. Yeah, or it's just rather than a conversation like you know an email conversation, it's a phone conversation, right. or it's a, um, or it's just a dinner or a, or having a cup of coffee and saying something like. Yeah, yeah, That's they'll turn into the mafia. <laughs> <laughs> or it just goes back, to, you know, you you know, it's much harder, you know, unless you're there, you'd have to have somebody there with a recording device, mm-hmm. um, which is probably 90% of what happens anyway. I'm sure they're all smart enough to know what to and what to not put in email most of the time. You know, even in the business world, you're kind of taught never put anything in email that you would never want to have to defend 
I mean, all, know, that's kind of all, a rule. Of all the government's email, all government emails, if they're not classified, become public. I mean, it's all public right. unless it's classified. So what's the implication of a group like WikiLeaks becoming some type of global player and forcing and driving their views? So I guess that's kind of what the question is, is now they can be on a level where they can have a stance to go against whatever country or company they feel like is against them. So they become this world power <laughs> through. Yeah. So we got to be careful about praising WikiLeaks too much because they're all, they also have thoughts and ideas about the world and we might not agree necessarily with everything and you know how they're putting out information molds how people may perceive certain things right so these emails from the dnc help to justify and perpetuate this bernie or bust idea which is absurd right because <laughs> when bernie sanders himself says vote for hillary we cannot have trump right. yet european yet these people are saying no we're gonna vote for bernie as if Bernie was right, isn't where? a person that you're like. This that's that's a, another issue that maybe we should come back to at some point. Is that at some point people stop supporting a a person during these things and they support an idea of that person and it becomes separated. <laughs> so now the, the Bernie or bus people support some crazy idea of Bernie Sanders. I don't even understand what they're supporting when bernie himself is saying you know to do otherwise it's just a a sort of sort of um idolation of a person yeah so so beyond that it's even so here you have julian assange who is not a u.s citizen who is meddling with politics for a country he doesn't live in you know what's what's his interest beyond just personal yeah it's just what is his true interest it'd be one thing if i could i could see something if somebody in in the u.s was doing this and saying or if he was from the u.s kind of like edward snowden and was saying had kind of a vested interest in saying i feel like this is why the u.s is on a downfall or um and i'm trying to change it well i mean so i do they leave i mean if they got these leaks from Russia, that means they paid Russia for these things. That or Russia supplied them. Yeah, I but not the, for the, the, their goodwill. I think the thought, no, I think the <laughs> thought was... I mean, it could be... That's the thing, though. WikiLeaks then be, can become a, a channel for somebody like Russia to release this stuff and have an influence without right. blatantly bl- being an influence. Um, and we know what... And then just, you know, on, a, yeah. Go just ahead. on another note, I pull up Julian Assange. To, I was trying to see where he's from to make sure he wasn't from the U.S. <laughs> but there's articles about, um, so supposedly when he had said they only released the last four digits like on your receipt, basically they're saying that was a blatant lie and that they did publish active credit card numbers. In the mm. DNC email dump, the emails were including those, included those account numbers and personally personally identifiable information and the big so he, theory so now he lies is, on national tv in order not to right, look like an idiot right 
I guess the big conspiracy theory now in the latest dump data dump is how did this democratic aid die? Supposedly oh they're going <laughs> to, <laughs> what Anyways. was he whacked because of, because of something in the emails. So here you have a world that has had traditional powers being the States, uh, States being, go- uh, your world governments. And then beyond that, we've gotten corporations the past few decades 20 50 years and then now you have these influencers like wikileaks who have their own type of power and then you have other groups like isis and your um, terror more terrorist um, type groups with their own motivations who are making becoming a, a major player in the world so the I guess so. What's the implication here? Should so, we be looking at WikiLeaks? Should WikiLeaks be looked at as the source of power, as they truly are making themselves out to be, and um, on their way to being, or well, are they? I mean, it's like it's like most groups like this, right? It's like an, that group anonymous. It's a group of hackers, right? They hack Twitter accounts. They probably do, hack but us like now, but it's just an <laughs> awful, awful group that does randomly awful things. And then, like, what's the point of having like it's just random people anyway? <laughs> anyway, so it's we it's just we just have to be careful about seeing a group like WikiLeaks as some sort of savior for our politics because it's not gonna be. And right now. And they'll do they'll do some good things, but they'll also do shady things. Do, I mean, this whole like how they get this information from the Russians? What did they do? Did they pay them? Did they make some sort of deal with them? What are the Russians having for it? I mean, what? How does it benefit the Russians? It, it must benefit them because they did it and they wanted this information out there. And even take away the Russian aspect, I know. It's easy to kind of get hung up on on that, but even if you take Russia out of the equation, you still have this WikiLeaks. You have you still have a group that has gotten to this, gotten this information somehow, and they're releasing it in a strategic way to try and influence our election. Regardless, yeah. I mean, how long were they sitting on this information? Like, were they sitting on this information? They dumped it like two days before, two or three four days before the DNC. So it was obviously dumped at a very specific time, which means they don't just have an interest in transparency. That means they have an interest in disrupting the political process. Yeah. And it it means they have an agenda more so, which is fine. Just be honest about it. Don't just act like, Oh, we're just the white knights of transparency. We want everything to be open. Like, okay, maybe. But you also have, you want very specific types of information to be out in the open at very specific times. Right. And I think that's the piece. In order to push your agenda. That's the piece that doesn't sit well. It's just, you know, a government is a group of people. You know, a company is a group of people. WikiLeaks is a group of people. And... Ultimately, they're being driven by their own motivations. And as much as they claim that they're striving for transparency, just like Coke is striving to satisfy your thirst, ultimately, there's other things driving them to do what they do. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, that's what it is. Pretty much, yeah. You just you yeah. gotta be careful about what people desire and right. why they're doing because they're doing something because of certain desires. The implication is sometimes we need to look at at people and groups. We need to to sometimes we need to support people and groups that don't don't necessarily have our best interests at heart but they do provide a certain service like wikileaks provides certain leaks that are helpful and even if the dnc leak came at a very fishy time and it's pretty obvious what they were doing it's still important information to have for some people all right, so that's it for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. Again, my name's Adam. And I'm Eric. And we'll talk to you again next week. You can find us on Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, and SoundCloud.